This is a church building. A church building. A church building. But I want us to take a moment to remember. This is not the church. Not the church. The church is reaching out to the orphan and to the widow. The church is supporting human rights work around the globe. The church is showing our community who Jesus is through his hope and his love. The church is you. Is you. Is you. This is a church building. This is not the church. The presence of God started in the garden, moved to the tabernacle and then to the temple, and now the presence of God lives in his people. Lives in you. In you. In you. This is a church building. This is not the church. So whether we're meeting in this building, in this building, at a coffee shop, in a small group somewhere, out serving in the community, or just gathering together online, wherever we are, this is a church building. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. Episode number six of 4NEPA Live coming at you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's at 6.30 this week for reals, guys. I'm for here real. with Wayne We're and here. Tim. Absolutely excited about this one. Tech difficulties all gone. worked out. They're yes. gone. They're Nothing but smooth sailing from here on out, And man. we say this, and we're giving Andrew, our, our camera guy, and Mark a heart attack, probably, <laughs> as we're saying these we're things. We're just thanking God that there's been no technical difficulties up to this point, guys. Absolutely. So. Tim, how, how's your week been? It has been really, really good, but busy. I've done some outside work, which I absolutely love. And, man, getting outside makes all the difference in the yes. world. Yes. Really okay. does. Absolutely. Wayne, how's, how's your week? Man, my week's good, but I'm bored. I, I, I just succumbed to one of those <laughs> Instagram advertisements. And, uh, like, so I'm, I'm wearing, wearing proof well, that I have no self-control. You're in good company because, you know, Chris, he's bought those, like, indestructible shoes that you can, like, stomp on nails with. I and saw those. Be fine. Speaking of so Chris, where, where, oh, uh, he's over. He's a, what he, are you doing? So here, we're, man. we're opening the show, and you're just, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. You're, like... You're, you're the chief of this whole thing. What are you? Listen, we've been spending a lot of time at the church, right? We spent a lot of time on making youth group happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I got things to do, okay? So, like, if it's okay, I, I just need a few minutes, like, to write out some of my thank you notes. Is that okay? Totally. For the, for the week? Yeah, thank sounds you good. Notes? You do you. Totally yeah. sounds you got to do what you got to do. I hope it's okay if you guys tune in with me. The one thing I was missing when I wrote those first couple is, like, <clears throat> a little, like, thank you note writing music. Derek, I, that's a super weird request, like thank you note music, but do you have anything back there that you can think of might suit that? Wow. That's perfect. That could not be better for exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, well, uh, let's read some thank you notes. <clears throat> thank you, Quarantine, for giving me enough time to learn how to play the piano. I still don't know how to play the piano, but I do have enough time to learn. This is weird in an empty room. Please hold. Thank you, Quarantine, for the lowest gas prices that I've ever seen since I've had my license. It's just a shame that I can't drive anywhere. It's just, it's never been lower. Our prices have never been lower. All right, what else we got? Thank you, pets, for not following the social distancing guidelines. Thank you for the cuddling that we can have with our pets and our pets only. Oh, 
Oh man, these papers are hard to touch. Ready? Nailed it. Thank you, quarantine, for giving me the time to plan projects that I have absolutely no intention of actually carrying out. Thank you for that. Lots to do. Lots to do. You're so good at that, Derek. Thank you. Thank you, quarantine, for keeping me inside my house so that I can remember to water my houseplants. It's nice to have some houseplants around that can live. Oh, oh, this one's related, actually. No, what? Oh, oh. Thank you, houseplants, for teaching me that not only can you kill a plant by underwatering it, but also by overwatering it. You just can't win. You just cannot win with the houseplants. Very difficult to keep alive. Let me see. Thank you, Zoom backgrounds, for making me feel super close to all my friends by allowing them to project memes onto their faces. Tristan, you watching? I hope so. close. Thank you, hand sanitizer, for killing all of the germs, even the ones in my mouth when I immediately touch my face after hand sanitizing. It's disgusting. (laughs) These things are hard to open. Thank you, grocery stores, for reminding me that man does not live by bread alone or by eggs or by bread, or by butter, or by toilet paper. Oh, just a couple left here. Thank you, person at the Christmas party last year that brought toilet paper as a gag gift. Who's laughing now? Somebody out there is celebrating their gag gift of toilet paper. Thank you, public school cancellations, for making the OG homeschoolers feel a little bit less left out. It's nice for them to have a win, isn't it? (laughs) Thank you, online classes, for giving me a ton of work and not really being clear about if I actually have to do it or not. What's that argument (laughs) been about? It's like you got to do it or you don't, right? This shouldn't be an argument. I don't know. Just one more. And finally, thank you, the last month, for being the longest year of my life. Thank you so much, Quarantine Life. We have a video for you coming at you right now. What's up, guys? My name is Dan Gray. I'm the associate pastor at Wyoming Avenue Christian Church, and I'm a a team member with uh, Ignite Youth Ministry. We are so excited that you are joining us tonight. Uh, We are just uh, so excited to see what God is going to do uh, through this service, and so I'm just going to open up with a quick prayer as we prepare for what God has in store for us tonight. 
Dear God, we just thank you so much for this time that you would allow us to come together, uh, that we would be able to meet online and to uh, grow from your word, grow from hearing uh, perspective of, of what you have uh, in store for us in your word. Lord, I just pray that we would open our hearts. You would allow us to see uh, the truth that changes our lives. And God, I pray that we would allow your Holy Spirit to move in and through our lives and to, to change us into the creations you have made us to be. Lord, thank you for this day. We ask that you would bless this service and change us from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey guys, you know, maybe you can relate, but sometimes when in the past when I've been worshiping God, it's in the midst of questions, um, it's in the midst of doubts, it's in the midst of sometimes wondering, is God really there? Is he really with me, like scripture says? Or maybe, like me, you've prayed the prayer uh, of God, go be with that person or God be with me as I walk through this trial or God help me to get here or help that person to go there. Or, God watch over them. You know, we've probably all prayed a similar prayer like that. And that's one of the reasons why it shows the song we're going to sing tonight, which is everywhere I go by Tim Timmons. When Tim Timmons was writing this song, uh, he was thinking about these prayers that I listed off just a, a second ago. And he was doing it in the context of him and his daughter. His daughter was praying prayers, and she's prayed something like, Daddy, go with my daddy as he goes off, right? And as he's writing or as he's thinking, he started to ask the questions, what if God is really with us? What if we lived like God was with us all the time? Which, if you look at Scripture, that's what pretty much what it says, right? What if he starts asking these questions? What if Emmanuel, meaning God is with us, wasn't just a name, that it was a hardcore belief that we had about how we lived life, how we viewed life, how we viewed God, that no matter what we're going through, no matter the joys, the pains, the sorrows, he's always there. And this song reminds us of that truth, that God is always with us. And not just that he's always with us, but that he wants us to go with him hand in hand throughout the highs and lows of life. This means that now our prayers can say that, God, we praise you that you are with us. God, we ask that you show us how you're working right now in the midst of our trials, in the midst of our joys, in the midst of our pains. And in doing that, God, we pray that we will join you as you're working in the midst, as you're working through things like what we're dealing with right now, the pandemic. God, help me to join with you in this work. Because we have to remember, we have to remind ourselves of the truth that everywhere he goes, we can go with him. He's already working. He's always walking with us. So I pray tonight as we sing this song, it's a little bit more upbeat. Uh, as we sing this song tonight, however you worship, if you don't sing, just listen to the words. Because this song is just praising God that everywhere we go, he goes too. And everywhere he goes, we can go with him. So join me in singing. There's a city that calls me by name. There's a city that calls me by name. Yes, as I run this race, I am to by the saints. There's a city that calls me by name. There's a future that runs through my veins. There's a future that runs through Stand in the way There's a future that runs through my veins Here we go 
my soul Your kingdom is my home And I won't walk alone Everywhere I go on this road I know where I go, I go with you I won't be afraid, this my home Come what may, where I go, I go with you surprises today on Worship While You Wash. Worship While You Wash. Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. I won't be afraid, this my hope, come what may, where I go, I go with you. There's nowhere to go locked inside. Oh, no, no. Please don't go nowhere. Thank you. Not because I'm afraid being wise, staying safe. Please don't go nowhere. Thank you. Please don't go nowhere. Thank you. You hear that? Okay, um, okay, listen, if, if this gets to the broadcast, if you're seeing this, just don't believe them. Whatever they say about me, just don't believe them. Worship while you wash. I'm Denise from Servant Church. And listen, while you're watching on YouTube, make sure you go to the chat and, and put in your questions for, for the Q&R time, okay? So today, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Have you ever had an argument? I mean, did you yell or scream, uh, maybe trash somebody on social media? Have you ever done that before? Um, maybe you gave somebody the silent treatment, you know, where you just like, I'll let them know that they've done something to me. I'm just, I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm not gonna say anything to them. Did you ever do that? Well, um, listen, the problem is God made us for relationships, starting with a relationship with him. But we messed it up. Imagine that, we messed it up. Not only did we mess it up, we messed it up big time. Because of our pride, we've created a dividing line between us and God. And because of that same pride, we create dividing lines between ourselves and others. So it's not really hard for us to create enemies. It's not hard at all. Um, after all, we're just trying to protect ourselves, right? I need to watch out for myself, so I need to make sure that I, I keep my distance. Nobody, but nobody is gonna hurt me. Have you ever said that before? What about our motives? You know your own motives, but you can only guess what someone else is thinking. You could say something like, clearly they meant to say that 
to hurt me. I'm sure of it. Or don't they know how that makes me feel? Proverbs 21 verse 2 says this. You may think you're right all the time, but God thoroughly examines our motives. And then in Proverbs 16:2 it says, "We are all in love with our own opinions, convinced they're correct. But the Lord is in the midst of us, testing and probing our every motive." Clearly, God doesn't operate the way we operate. In his kingdom, it's not me or you, it's me for you. God is for us. He always has been. From the very beginning, God had a plan to make right what you and I made wrong. In the Old Testament, God promised Abraham that he would be the father of a great nation. And that was even before Abraham had any children. God also told Abraham that he would be blessed. Why? Because God wanted to bless the whole world through the nation of Israel. This was definitely a new concept in those days. Uh, people didn't really want to bless back then. They wanted to conquer, they wanted to destroy, they wanted to pillage, but they definitely didn't want to bless. So God called Abraham to leave where he was living, leave his family, his friends, basically everything that he knew to a land that God would show him. God never told Abraham where he was going, he didn't give him uh, GPS directions. There was no map. He just said, follow me. And then Abraham lived happily ever after. No, not exactly. In fact, that great nation part got off to a really slow start. And then the Israelites were enslaved in Egypt for over 400 plus years, but God rescued them. And then they spent 40 years wandering in the desert, or so it seemed they were wandering. I'm thinking they probably had some things that they needed to learn about obeying God. They kept messing things up. Over and over, they chose to create their own rules. So God sent prophets, and they were there to be the voice of God to Israel. God just wanted their obedience it seemed that Israel was bent, imagine what that's like, on having their own way. Was God against Israel when he punished them? No, God was for Israel. But when you're for someone, you want them to grow. And sometimes that growth requires experiencing the consequences of your own actions. So guess what? The Israelites were enslaved again, this time by the nations of Babylon and Assyria. In Jeremiah chapter 1, God told Jeremiah all that was about to happen to Israel, and it was not pretty. Israel was about to be taken over. Can you imagine? I mean, your home would no longer be yours. Suddenly, you're in enemy territory. Imagine how you would hate them. You might even pray for their destruction. Would Israel ever be rescued from this destruction? 
Would God's promise ever be fulfilled? What do you think, Harlan? Now, Denise, the scenario that you've just painted, that doesn't sound like very much fun to me. It sounds pretty bleak, in fact. Uh, captivity doesn't sound fun. Uh, so one minute, you know, I'd be free, and the next minute, uh, my freedom would be gone, wiped away, and I'd have to adjust to a new normal, a new way of doing things. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to come and go as I please. I'd be under strict guidelines where someone has to restrict my movement, where I can't necessarily go where I would want to go, when I would want to go, do the things that I would want to do, how I would want to do them. That sounds terrible. You know, and, and I'd be upset, personally, Denise. I'd be upset, and I, I'd anticipate, and I'd actually expect God to move for me uh, in my favor. And the Israelites expected the same. The prophet Jeremiah had a different message for them. You know, Denise, my prayer would even get a little bossy, I think. At times, I get in my moods, and I would expect him to rescue me. I'd expect God to rescue me. When I want, how I want. Surely God doesn't want me in this type of situation. And, you know, maybe my prayer would sound like this. Dear Lord, uh, please get me out of this social distancing mess that I'm in right now. I want to be able to eat at my favorite pizza place, and I want to be able to get back to the softball field so I can play. And I want to get back to the track, and I want to get back on the baseball diamond. And, and you know what? I want to go to the movies with my friends, and I want to go on vacation. And you know what, God? I want to graduate on stage. You might expect God to just fix it uh, the way that you want it fixed. But what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't? What if what you expected God to do is not how he fixes the situation? And so in tonight's text, uh, the prophet doesn't give a message that people were expecting. He tells them to get comfy, to settle in, make friends, and seek peace. Be, and be a good neighbor, like State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And, and at a point when everyone was thinking about his or herself, God wanted his people to be for others. Now, the Israelites wanted to be free. Um, they wanted to do what they wanted to do, how they wanted to do it. And that sounds like you and I at times. Um, but, but God knew that they would be in captivity. And the text even says that they would be in captivity for 70 years. Uh, and he had plans for his people and it would be for their benefit to be able to abide by those plans. Now, oftentimes when God gives us a plan, we may not necessarily agree, but I have to encourage you and encourage even myself that when God lays out a plan for your life, the understanding is that that plan is the master plan. And so we get to the text, Jeremiah 29, 11, and it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for uh, good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. And so God gave his plan to Jeremiah. And that plan was the best plan. Um, and God, again, lays out plans for us. Even how to live through the social distancing. 
God still wants you to be for others. God has always wanted us to be for others. From the beginning of time, he's always had a plan uh, for us to be for others, and he himself is for others. And John 3.16 lays out that plan so beautifully. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God loved the world, so he gave. The fact that God gave to us shows that he is for us. God gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so Jesus also had to give. And what did Jesus give? Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice for others. So here's what you can do. That might be your question at this point. Like, how? what can I do? I know God is for others. I know Jesus is for others. What can I do to show that I am also for others, even through this pandemic that we're going through? Four things. And I would encourage you to maybe discuss this in the Q&A that's going to happen later on tonight. You could resolve a conflict. You know, maybe there's someone in your life that you uh, don't agree with. You know, that... that maybe rubbed you the wrong way they may not even know it uh, but if you want to be for others you can resolve that conflict that shows that you want to be for other people you can make a friend uh, so now we're social distancing we can't necessarily be around other people but maybe you could uh, put a comment on someone's page or, or someone post something and you could comment to them or send them something nice in their inbox you know, you could go even old school. You could, heaven forbid, you pick up the phone and call and 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 then try to talk to someone. You know, send them a text. You know, something that um, has you reaching out to other people. Next, you learn from someone new. Notice someone who thinks, lives, or was raised differently than you, and then try to get a friendship with that person. And and don't do it so you can change them to be more like you. Do it so that you could understand them and then grow together. And the last thing you could do, share what you have. Now, you might not have money, you might not have uh, extra equipment or food or things to give out to people, but what do you have? And I would argue with you or encourage you to know that you have the love of Christ. And I believe that if the Spirit of God dwells in you, the Spirit will let you know all of the things that you can do for someone who is in need. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. God, we're grateful uh, that you have allowed us to uh, endure and thrive through this situation we're going through. We ask in the name of Jesus that you will help us to be for others. We know that, God, you are for us, and we're grateful that you gave your son Jesus, who also showed that he is for us by dying on the cross for our sin. We ask that you will help us through this to not just survive it, but to thrive. In Jesus' name, amen. Reminder, Harlan. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, that reminder to us of exactly what we can do for others.
in sharing the good news of the gospel. Well, I've got a couple of friends over here, and uh, before we do our game for tonight, I want to remind you to go on to our Facebook page and uh, or, or at, on our YouTube chat and make sure if you've got questions for our Q&R that you put them on there now because our Q&R is coming up right after this game uh, that we're calling Ten Finger Bingo. Ten Finger Bingo. So if you need to uh, hand sanitize there, guys, you know, get ready to go here. And here's how Ten Finger Bingo works. I'm going to uh, read ten different things. You put all ten fingers up. If this is true about you, that finger comes down, and we'll see how many people have uh, some fingers left up by the end. And then you can either take a selfie of yourself with uh, how many fingers you've got left as we uh, go through this, or you can just put the number on the comment section in our YouTube video. So, are we all ready? Ten fingers up, guys? Okay, here we go. Number one, left the house in your PJs. Anybody? Oh, Chris did. Okay. DJ did. All right. Oh, and Brian. Oh, and Denise. Oh, my goodness. All right. Left the house in your PJs. How about replaced a meal with candy? Said, okay. No? No? Oh, Chris did that too? Oh, my goodness. All right. Replaced the meal with candy. No, Brian's a healthy eater. He definitely nope. did not do that one. <laughs> okay. How about this one? I know, I know this one Chris did. Oh, man. He's Worship sorry. while you washed. <laughs> I, I think Chris is going to wind up with not very many fingers left up here. All right. How about the, this one? You forgot what day it is. All right. By the way, tomorrow is Blur's Day. Yeah. Uh, how about this? Now, this guy might not apply to you guys, but uh, talked to your parents for more than five minutes for the first time in months. Oh, <laughs> Chris is risky here. Now, okay, I, you might not want to show Chris on this one since he's gotten everyone so far. Skipped a toothbrushing deck. Oh, no, Chris. Unbelievable. Did I see somebody else's fingers go down on this one? Oh, Brian, too. All right, how about this one? Made a DIY mask. Did not do that, Chris, for the first one. No, no, made a DIY mask. All right. Oh, Chris, I'm afraid on this one. Gone 48 hours without a shower. Oh, All right. Okay, this one you've got to stay up on. Oh, maybe not. Your wife might have done this to you. Been given extra chores since you're home anyway. Okay, all right, good. And finally, watched all five episodes of 4NEPA Live. Okay, Chris has definitely done that one. All right. All right, I don't know. Are you the winner or loser, Chris? Yeah. Winner. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Well, make sure you put your Q&R questions in. And guess what? We also, on our Facebook page, have another bingo. In fact, the complete bingo. We want you to go download that onto your phone, put that on your phone, and put it up on your stories after you filled it out. Tag your youth group and tag hashtag 4-N-E-P-A live. That's hashtag 4-N-E-P-A live. Hashtag that along with your youth group and put that up on your stories, how many you've got left. We would love to hear from you. Well, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm going to throw it over to you. Oh, you got the toilet paper banner. Is that it? Very, very nice. Uh, we're going to do a little Q&R with Chris and DJ and Brian.
It's all yours. Thank you very much. I will take off my winning sash for this part. You, you better use that. <laughs> yes, it's a hot commodity. Sponsored this toilet paper all came from my house. Germex. I brought I it here to that. celebrate when I realized that. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank so you. thank you so much for uh, tuning in to Fornipa Live, episode six. Um, mm. We love we love doing this, and we hope you're enjoying yourselves as well. I have the chat up here, so if you have any questions, you can go ahead and put them in the chat there. And uh, I mentioned in there that we have a little bit of a delay with YouTube, so if we miss you, please have some grace. But we're trying. We're doing our best. Um, so first of all, I want to know from you guys. We're talking about you know being for uh, people, being for others. Who? What do you think is like the biggest rivalry or your favorite rivalry in all of the world? I don't know. It could be sports. It could be food. It could be anything. What's your favorite or or personal? You know, the most personal one you're attached to in rivalries in the rivalry world. Well, some some could argue now the Patriots and the Buccaneers for me, but Oof. surprisingly, it's not. Uh, I, I really do. I'm, I was bummed this year because I missed out on it. But college basketball, I'm a big uh, Duke versus UNC rivalry. That's okay. a big rivalry in college basketball. If you don't watch college basketball, that's a huge rivalry. I'm a UNC fan, though, so I'm sure yeah. there's like half the people booing me right now on, on, the, <laughs> on the thing. But anyway, uh, so that's mine. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good ones. I thought Apple and Android, that's a great Star one, yeah. Wars, Star Trek. Apple wins every but I think, time. I think but yeah. my, the biggest one that's – the one that's m most – personally affected me mm -hmm. you know like those are just opinions but some of them are facts oh, one are that's facts. really affected me is like the argument between coke and pepsi when the answer is obviously dr pepper like without con contesting so i was nervous we're gonna have to take. sign off which uh, you said uh, def definitely dr pepper <laughs> okay all the way i accept Kay, what does dr pepper taste like where do, where does one start there's this 23 flavors dr can pepper. you name any of them <laughs> um doctor <laughs> Isn't that the weirdest thing? Pepper. I have no idea what it it's tastes like. It's the sweet ones, though. The, the sweet ones. There's a new cream one. I, this is a sponsorship at this point. So. <laughs> All right. I'm wearing, me and Chris are both wearing Dr. Pepper That's true. colors. <laughs> we did not plan this. There, there I it is. Say, I think my favorite rivalry, I, I just decided right now, I knew I was going to ask this question, but just now I decided, is water wet? That's going to be my favorite. Is water wet? Is my favorite is rivalry. That a, is that a rivalry or is it just so. a... I think Paradox. I think that people are that pretty malicious between okay. each other. What do you guys think? Is water wet? Would you give me the right answer or the wrong answer? Well, how is many holes does a straw have? That's that's my question there too. Oh, man. <laughs> that is a good one. That I I've don't never know. Heard. I don't know if that's a rivalry though. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit I think so. you. Well, okay. only because of the the violence that they hold in their hearts against each other. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're saying water is it wet? Yeah. That's it, what you're asking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with this question? I this am not. Debate? This is the first time oh, I've ever hearing what? it. What? I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm glad. This is exciting. <laughs> we got to get to like actual right questions here. here, but listen, is water wet? I mean, we baptize people in water and and when I when but, I get in the water it's wet. But, wet. but am I just wet or is it exactly. Now you're now I'm wet not going to be able the, to sleep. No. Wet is the quality of like having water on you. So how can water be it, wet? Or is it just because is it just in wherever the camera is? Moist. No. Is oh, it just moist? I just whoa. triggered a bunch of people oh, at home. Man. Anyway, wetness is described by the proximity to water molecules. Water is surrounded by water molecules. Water mm. is wet. But that's like using a, a, an answer in its own definition. Yeah, that's why it's extra right. Okay, next question. Uh, we have a, qu a question in here um, that I love from Callista. She says, "How does forgiveness relate to?" being for others. I think that's really, like, you've gone somewhere. Like, clearly there's a relationship in mind. You're like, I'd love to be for this person. But how do I do that when there's unforgiveness um, between myself and that person? Mm. 
I don't know if this is directly answering, it was Callista that asked that, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. All right, so I don't know if this directly answers your question, but a good, you know, kind of picture, if you will, that I was taught about forgiveness was actually from another volunteer youth worker that I was with when I was down in Philadelphia. His name was Joe. He's a very wise man. He may even be watching right now. I hope he is. But he said forgiveness, what that truly is, is if I had an issue with Chris and we weren't talking or seeing each other and just kind of ended our friendship for whatever reason, and I'm like sitting at like a pizza hut, right? Even though there's like none around right now. Um, <laughs> this is longer than it's supposed to be. But anyway, uh, I and and True forgiveness looks like if, if we've had a major disagreement mm -hmm. and you walk in, that I wouldn't have an issue with you sitting down at my table and sharing a meal with me. Like mm -hmm. that's what forgiveness is. Not yeah. tolerance, but, but true forgiveness, I think. You know, yeah. I, again, I don't know if that answered her question, but that's just what popped in my mind. Like, so being for others is when you can, you can interact with someone sure. and not, I don't think, have that tension there yeah. and there be no ulterior motives or like, what are they doing? Like, you're not guessing about the other yes. person. I think that's great, like, uh, just the definition of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Like, because I've seen the opposite of that play out when somebody walks in the room and you get that, like, pit in your stomach yeah. and you're mm -hmm. like, I hate even just seeing that person, you know. I'm sure I've caused place. it for some people and I'm <laughs> sure insane. they've caused yeah. it for me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Sarah asked a similar question, like, how do you make friends? How, how do you be for someone who has hurt you? Did you have any thoughts on that, DJ? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of hits the nail right on the head. Forgiveness is a huge part of that because yeah. you can't really be for someone and then hold unforgiveness against yeah. them. Like mm -hmm. that's not really a possibility. Yeah. Um, it, it involves that. And I think it comes down to that forgiveness is really a decision. It's really mm. a, a, a choice. Uh, it's not, it doesn't always accompany a feeling. I mean, it would be nice to, you know, just have that feeling yeah. of like, oh, wow, like I feel totally great. Like I feel totally like, happy about them sitting down at my table at Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut or Domino's, that's another rivalry. But <laughs> oh, I feel totally man. great about them sitting down Forgot with me. Papa John's. <laughs> it, it's, there's, a, there's a difference between I feel great about this and, oh man, I'm nauseous about this, but mm. I'm choosing to do it anyway. Mm. And I think that's where we really get to, de to demonstrate, you know, Christ's love is, you know what, despite what I'm feeling, I'm choosing to forgive, I'm choosing to do what I believe is right, I'm choosing to be for this person yeah in spite of my own personal feelings or hurts. And that even like brings up just my thought in my head, the difference between our forgiveness, like human forgiveness and, and God's forgiveness in my own mind. Cause sure. like sometimes like we'll say we've forgiven someone. It's like, yeah, I've forgiven them, but I'm not gonna forget what yeah. they did to mm -hmm. me. You don't know what they've done to me. Like you, you need to know. And uh, I'll always hold that close to the vest or whatever ah. it is. So it's like, is that really true forgiveness? You know, some people could argue that it's being wise or whatever, but it's, I don't know if that's really forgiveness sure. and how God wants us yeah. to forgive each other as he's forgiven us. I think, I think God's heart is reconciliation. Mm. Like his Absolutely. forgiveness, yeah. is, it's not just for, like forgiveness isn't the end of the path. It's like the beginning yeah. Yeah. and it's on the way to reconciliation. So, I mean, there's wisdom and there's different circumstances Absolutely. and I'm not brushing past that. But I think a lot of the times when I hear forgive and not forget, it's the person saying, I don't forgive. That's sure. really what yeah, it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. I think if you're mm -hmm. forgiving the way Christ forgives us, it's, you know what, I forgive you and I want there to be reconciliation. Mm -hmm. I wanna get there, it may take time, it may look different in every circumstance, but, but I it's think- it's possible. But yeah, I think that's, I think that's the heart of it. Yeah, that's really good. I, I think that if, if you are like listening to this and you are thinking to yourself, but you don't understand, I, I think that that should be a sign to you that you have not forgiven and I don't, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is no, but you don't understand. Right. <laughs> like Jesus doesn't have that draw, that yeah. line for us, right? Yeah. Like, so he's, he's like, called us to the same oh, forgiveness. But, you, but wait, you did this. Like, you know, yeah. like it's, no, there's no line that 
you know, he's, he's drawn for us as far as forgiveness. Yeah. You know, he, he will forgive us. You know, this is in the Bible. How many times are we supposed to forgive them? 70 times seven. Right. That doesn't mean 490, Peter. Right. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. that's all. Like, that's, yeah. that's everything, every you know, every time. That's good. So. We have another question here that I think is really good here. Like, how do I be for someone who I don't agree with? How do I be for someone who, every time we have a conversation where opinions come into play, you know, we find a rivalry. Um, maybe it's politics or maybe mm-hmm. it's theology. Like, how do I be for someone that I disagree with? Man, and it's it's just, I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to dominate no, this, but I feel like somewhere around like 2015, that's when our culture completely shifted. Yeah. Like where if we disagreed on anything, I must hate your guts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is completely not yeah. true, you know, because like, Everybody obviously knows the best team is the Patriots, but Chris will say it's the Steelers. So anyway, I we're still friends. Used to be you know, the I don't used to be. <laughs> Ouch! It's still new. It's still new. <laughs> anyway, um, but again, like just because you disagree with someone doesn't mean you can't be yeah. for them in the sense of I think where where God's calling us to be for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to agree, um, but but at the same time, you can still be for that person. I guess I don't. Maybe I don't know how to articulate exactly sure, no, what you, that yeah. is, but yeah. that's my thought yeah. when I hear that. Yeah, I, I think if you're for someone, that doesn't mean I'm endorsing your belief systems. Mm-hmm. I'm endorsing your worldview. Me being for you means you're hungry, let me give you food. You're thirsty, let me give you water. It means I am for your good. I am for your benefit. It means even though you guys insist on iPhones, I can still help you and we can still work together on this project. Because we're having a prayer meeting right after this, right, for for DJ? (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) I think you're right that there was just a time where it was like division. And, And it drives me bonkers. It drives me to the point where like, this is kind of a soapbox for me, like the division that we see in politics, in the church, in our, you know, friendships, like it has driven me to dividing myself from people who are divisive. Hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, because you you want to avoid, you just don't want to even have those conversations. Right. You're just like, like, I'm not not going to bring that up. I'm still doing it wrong. That's still another level of Yeah, yeah, but seeing people as people, seeing people the way God sees them, it's so important on this path to being for people. And if you haven't put it together, for Nipah Live, it it was birthed from this idea that like the church is known so much for what God is against. Uh, So often, you know, people know that God is against these certain behaviors or things or whatever. But we want, people to know that God is for things. <laughs> he is for us. He's for our communities. And that's where For Nipa was born. And uh, so I'm really glad that we're able to And what to he this. has for us is the best. Yeah. Yes. You know, what yeah. he is for is the best. Definitely. Yeah. This is a good question. And we kind of began to touch on it, I think, with the reconciliation thing. But like, when forgiving someone, Caroline asks, what, to what extent do I also forget? What, what is this relationship between forgive and forget? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and do, we, do we need to forgive and forget? Where, where is that line? And, and I think obviously there's this disclaimer on the front and there's like, there are abusive relationships mm-hmm. and you need to mm-hmm. see your way away from those. Yes. <laughs> as much as we talk about forgiveness, forgive those people that have hurt you. But like there are abusive situations where you don't need to enter back into a relationship. Uh, and Jesus talks about that, right? Like yeah. we have, you know, that kind of backing. But what do you see this relationship between forgiving and forgetting? I'm going to let you take that <laughs> one right now. <laughs> there's, there's that verse that says, uh, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgression from mm. us. He's, he's cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And, and, and I think if we're talking, you know, on, on a broad level, because I think that's a conversation that needs to be had with you and you know a spiritual mentor mm. about the specific situation sure, yeah, we can't address that broadly with a stroke of the brush but i think god's forgiveness is 
he forgets. Yeah. And so if I want, I want to be like Christ to the best of my ability. I want to live out what he's given me. And so if he's forgiven and forgotten, then I want to strive, you know, to be like that, to, to have that reconciliation sure. mindset. Because, I mean, personally, I, I don't like to remember every time someone, like, Mess, like you know, did yeah. something against mm-hmm. me. You know how yeah. miserable that would be. Like if you could remember every time anyone ever hurt you, like right. that would be just such a horrible way to live. Like right. you don't want to live that. There's right. so much healing that comes even just for you by being able to move past it and forget. Yeah, that's I, the no. That's the thing. Like when you forgive someone, you're, you know, when when you're holding a grudge, you're you're kind of holding yourself captive. You're not. Absolutely. You're you're you. I think are are then in a sense preventing from whatever relationship that you're supposed to have with that person to happen and, and, and how God is trying to grow you in that moment. I think you are, in, in a sense, not, not that we can, I, that's a whole other conversation, but like not that, not that I can control what God can do because I can't, but, yeah. but at the same time, it's like we're almost stunting our growth in mm-hmm. a sense there, I guess is what I hear when I think of that. And, and I even, as he, as DJ saw, talked about, as far as the East is from the West, I thought of 1 Corinthians 13. You know, that's yep. commonly spoken of and, and preached at weddings and as well as from the pulpit, but also it's like, that's not just for a romantic relationship. Yeah. It's, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And later in the verse, in the passage, it says, love does not keep a record of wrongs. It's like, you don't, your relationships with others, you shouldn't then be like, well, you don't know. On March 22nd of 2015, Chris <laughs> yeah. said this to me and it hurt me and I hold that against him to today. Yeah. You know, you're only... You're not hindering him because he could probably have no idea that you have an issue with him but or, or whoever the friend is, but you're you're holding that and it's hurting yourself. You're only hurting your own self in that yeah. in that regard. Yeah, I was gonna go to the same verse about keeping a record of wrongs. Oh, I sorry. think no no no, that's great. I think <laughs> that like we can we can say like when you uh, I love this sitting in Pizza Hut and waiting for someone to walk in the door that you're whatever you happened to Pizza Hut man. Beef with, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, rip Pizza Hut. The what is, what comes to mind first? I think that is something important. Like, do you, is the first thing all the ways that they've wronged you mm. and that pit in your stomach that hopes that they walk away? Or is the first thing, uh, their, the image of God in them, their potential for good things? You know, like, I think that may be a way to gauge, like, where you are on your forgiveness journeys. What comes to mind first when you see someone that you've had issues with? Do you yeah. think, would you agree with that? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think maybe a healthy place, if you, if that's you, you're in this pizza hut yeah. and Chris walks in with his iPhone and you're just so upset about it. I think, no, no but in all serious, yeah. you go yeah. out of the way, you know, you're like, all right, I can't get over this feeling of unforgiveness. I'm going to not just be a, okay with Chris sits here, I'm going to invite him over. Like yeah. good. face good. your, not mm-hmm. your fear, but face your negative feelings, face it head on. So you know what? I, I'm going to live the way Christ asked me to, despite the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can get over it that way. You can, you can conquer it by just not, not waiting for it to leave, but just taking it head on. And I don't even know if this is a valid point of view there, but also you want to, you want to make sure you're not doing it out of the wrong motives of pride. Yeah. Be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the bigger person. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, Hey, Chris, come yeah. over and sit in yeah, my yeah, booth. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I forgive you. That's good. Like, 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 like I'm doing you a favor. Like, even if you're not saying that out loud, acting like it or treating it mm. like that that's not that's not where it should be coming from either it yeah, should be yeah, coming definitely. from a genuine place of like no like i love you i forgive you you know and and have that carry on and carry throughout your actions and that's words good. i'm gonna take one more question here so if you're seeing this and you ask your question there's remember the delay so sorry if we missed you but there's one more question here and it kind of leads well into what we were talking about like 
what does that forgiveness process look like? Some, Cassidy asked, can I forgive internally or do I need to say it out loud or, or how does that work? What comes to mind to you guys when you think about that? I don't know if you need to ever say it out loud. Mm. Like, I mean, it, and I think it would depend on the circumstance sure. yeah. because it, it really depends on your relationship with that person. If it's sure. a real formal relationship, maybe that needs to be a conversation. But if you're like good friends with that person, it, I have friends that I don't, I don't know if you guys have this, but like you go through college, you make really close friends or wherever you are, and then you might not speak to them for a while, but then you get a text or a call from them yeah. and you can pick up right where you left yep. off. It's almost like that, if I could describe it in that, is how I would take it is like, you know, like, no, we're, we're cool now. Like, yeah. you know, you don't, sometimes it might not depend on the deepness of the relationship. It might not need to be said. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it's circumstantial. I think the question I would ask is, is there damage to the relationship on mm -hmm. their end, on my mm -hmm. end, yeah. publicly on yeah. both ends? If, if there is, then yeah, there might be something that needs to be talked about. If there's not any like damage and you're, you're at a place where you're like, I can just forgive and move past this and they're not even remembering it, yeah. then maybe you can. But again, it, it, all, it all comes down to all right, at what, what is going on here and getting advice on that circumstance? Yeah, what happened, you know, is essentially where I asked mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Like DJ said. I think like we when we think about biblical conflict management, we have that scripture in Matthew 18. I had to look it up. I couldn't remember the address. But it, it really lays out, it starts in verse 15, um, and it really lays out a process for you. And I love that about the Bible. It's like this this is not just stories about what happened before. Like this is stuff, it says, hey, when you have beef with somebody, this is like the way that you fix that. This is how you yeah. reconcile. This is a process to reconciliation. Are you saying that God doesn't leave us alone to figure it out? Imagine. He's given us instructions. That's insane. And, and, and way how to live and, and everything. I, think I heard that from my youth pastor Something. once. <laughs> so like we have this process, like, hey, go to them. And that's why I think this is super interesting because we think when we hold a grudge, we're like, well, I can't wait for them to come apologize. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Bible says. <laughs> that's the attitude I want to have. But yeah. the Bible says, if you have a problem, you go to them. You seek, uh, you, you go to them with, with, if you got an issue. And you say, hey, you hurt me. And because a lot of times they don't even know. Mm -hmm. Again, God knows these certain situations. And uh, I love that, again, we have this, this outline of how we can do that. So that's a great place to start. So any other thoughts on this, guys? You've been very articulate and wonderful. Thank you so much for... Thank you so much as well for joining us mm, yes. for our Q&R today, question and response. We are going to throw it to our production room, something we've never done Ooh. before. So I'm very excited. Inside On location? That is right. We're going to meet the stream team. We're coming at you, Tim. A little behind the scenes. We're going to go and uh, meet our stream team back here in Control Central. And tonight we are going to meet Andrew Southworth. Andrew, welcome. Hi, Tim. It's good to have you uh, back in front of the camera now instead of, well, you're not even behind the camera. You're behind the controls here. What do you do? Uh, we call this the penalty box. Uh, so this is where you can go and you can watch everything that's happening, but you don't really get to participate on the floor as much. So uh, we're taking the feed from all the cameras that are coming in uh, through the switcher up here. Uh, and then we're deciding which one we want to put up live, which we want to show. So if I decided I wanted to click a button and show Chris picking his nose right now, uh, we could do that. Um, you know what? The scary thing is, that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. And so, you know, we're, we're on the same page here as far as the control issues that apparently we both have. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have a little bit of power, a little bit of say in the process. So. Yeah. Now, this is just a hobby for you, though. This is not what you do. What do you do? 
Uh, so I work for uh, Mondelez, which makes all the Oreos and all those good snacks, and uh, I plan the trucks that bring those all um, to your stores, basically. So you're welcome for all your comfort food that you've been indulging in while you're home. Um, and then uh, I just have a whole bunch of different hobbies. I love to watch sports, uh, play with my kids, uh, barbecuing, all kinds of different stuff. Now, by barbecuing, you mean like the same thing that Charles does with smoking food in the backyard? Yeah, so smoking food in the backyard, not smoking in the backyard. I want to clarify that, smoking food, like meat, different things like that. So I have had Andrew's smoked meat. Good stuff. Now, I've had Charles's smoked meat as well good stuff but i'm not doing the whole dr pepper coke pepsi thing it's good stuff i get it you don't want to hurt his feelings so just like i don't want to hurt brian's feelings by bringing up that the eagles beat the patriots in the super bowl 41 33 so i don't know if he remembers that or not but i don't know brian do you uh, recall that so this is meet I the do. stream team I glad you guys are with us i do remember that and I do remember also beating them way before in 04 for that Super Bowl. So it's one to one. <laughs> Hi, guys. This is Melissa from C4 Charge Youth Ministries at Cross Creek Community Church. And we are talking about making sure that we are for each other and that we are making sure that we are following Christ's example in loving one another. So let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much that you are the ultimate example of how we should be treating one another. We need to make sure that we are for each other and that we can make sure to treat our enemies how we would like to be treated. I pray that you would help us to learn from you and um, to follow what you tell us in your word of how to Make sure to include other people and not get into arguments or fights and um, different things with other people. I pray that you would help us to just reach out to those that might be having a hard time, um, even in the social distancing, that you would help us to um, help us to befriend them and just show them the love that you have. And I just thank you so much for what you have had us learn. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Spend all your time waiting for that second chance for a break that would make it okay. Oh, man. No way. And it's hard at the end of the day. That may or may not be the first time you've seen that video today because I believe it was on our it was on our Facebook. It was already promoted a little bit. Yeah. Could you tell us what are we look? This is episode six. Is the episode of mystery? It really is. Tell and us what happened. I don't know if anybody knows this, but we have launched an Instagram yes. page, <laughs> and we are trying to. Um, uh, you know, I don't know. You have a little bit of facial hair. Just a little. One of the things that, I, as I was standing there <laughs> looking in the mirror, I was trying to figure out if I should get rid of the beard because beard hair is like hat hair. It kind of like gets all bunched <laughs> up inside. And I was thinking, you know what? I'll let the people decide. 
if we can get 300 viewers, if we can get 300 um, followers to followers. our Instagram page, okay. we'll we'll shave my beard here. <laughs> At 4NEPA Live. I'll bring my kids, and so it won't break any social media or social distancing things. But, yeah, so help me either get rid of my beard or keep my beard. If you want my beard and you're like, yeah, I'm not following Instagram because I think he looks better in a beard. You can leave in the comments. That'll be fine, too. So uh, so that's what we're looking at. I'm going to look at it right now. I need you to go do it right now. 300 followers 300. on the 4 Nipa Live Instagram. So you go to four, to go to Instagram, and you search 4 Nipa Live. 4 Nipa Live, and not it, the number 4, F-O-R. Bad news. We've got 22 followers already. 22. Well, that's still that's still not even 10%. So that's true. We'll see what you guys have, and we'll see if uh, we're going to shave my beard next week. All right. And this is from the whole 4 Nipa Live team. Thank Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We love you, and we will see you next week.